This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 107. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I'm so excited to introduce you to the guest that we have on the show today. It is going to be such a wonderful episode. You're going to get so much out of it. So first of all, think about it. If you think about where you are right now in your career, in your life, how satisfied are you, right? Are you really thinking about maybe shifting your professional journey or changing it a little? So if you're like most people, right, you have dreams, you have ambitions, but you're not necessarily sure of the next steps that you can take to effectively get you there. So what do you do? And that is what my guest on the show is going to walk us through. He is all about teaching us how to show up, show up fully in our lives so that we can really advance our career into a place and just look for the next advancement opportunity, which I love the way he puts it. So I'm going to introduce you to him. You're going to love him. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey there. Okay. We have John Norrell here on the call. I'm so excited that you're here, John. I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners because they're in for a treat. Thank you so much for being here. Andrea, thank you so much. I'm honored to be on your podcast. So basically what I get to do every day is I help professionals who are ambitious about their careers show up to create their next advancement opportunity and make the impact they want. Oh my gosh. I love that. And it's funny because I almost want you to say that again, because there's so much yumminess in that. (laughs) Um, And, and I love that you take not only your own, your own story, your own discovery and your ability to show up and you're helping and teaching other people ways to show up as well. And of course, you've written a wonderful book called Show Up, Six Strategies to Lead a More Energetic and Impactful Career. So I'm curious, I would love to hear what you know, what sparked this interest? Where did show up and the concept of showing up come from? So the, the whole idea of showing up came from a variety of different angles. So first and foremost, it was my own personal journey. It is what it had meant for me to show up in my life and in my career. And it also meant what I was doing and working with my clients. Like I would hear my clients say to me, I feel like I need to show up differently or I need to show up more. And I would get really curious with them about what they were defining showing up to look like and mean for them in their lives and their careers. I often equated Andrea to when someone comes in for an interview and they'll say to the hiring manager, you need to hire me because I'm a team player. And when I was hiring, I would always get really curious with them and ask them to define what a team player meant to them because I needed to make sure they played on a team the same way I did. So so the the notion here behind showing up was how, how could I take this and norm the conversation a little bit? 
So what I did in the book was I divided the book into three parts. The first part is my personal story, and it's, a, it's very memoir-esque, right? Um, and it centers around an event in my life that happened when I was 10 years old, where my mom sat me on her lap and she said to me, if you ever go to bed with a woman before you're married, I hope you see my face instead of hers. Oh my gosh. Right? Like, so, and you know, and I'm 10, right? And so I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. And I was like, okay. And then it took me 18 more years after that to finally come out to them. Mm. And, and it was this moment where, and I, and I, outline and I go through this in, in large detail in the book, but there's like the part where the family relationship is severed and then it comes full circle. But in order to make all of that happen, I had to show up. I had to show up authentically as me and, and what my talents are in order to really ensure that, that my family relationship was going to get to a place where we all could, I don't even want to say agree upon, but be happy with. Right. And I'm, I'm very happy and proud to say we were able to come full circle in, in many of that. But the lessons that I learned through that part of the journey were also the similar lessons that I was learning in my career as well. So the six strategies that I outline in the book are about setting ground rules, having intentional conversations, owning where you are, welcoming new opportunities, using your genius protecting and promoting your brand. And so the book then comes together in a way where the personal and the professional meld together. But the second half of the book is taking those six strategies and using very real and tangible examples from my career, where those strategies were applied and in working with my clients as well, to really pull the whole story together. Pardon me about what it means to show up. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. So it's almost like you're, what you went through in your life, it's like you were in a place where you weren't fully showing up. And then it's almost like either whether you're showing up for your truth and your true self or showing up for your job or your relationship or even showing up fully um, being honest about your sexuality and what's true for you even. And that was your level of showing up. So I love how you're positioning that and how showing up means different things to different people. And um, what's interesting, what's coming up in my mind right now is that, you know, sometimes I just want to go and hide and kind of like, yeah, hi, I'm Andrea and, you know, hide. But the reality is, is that that doesn't do very, that's not very good for me in terms of building a career. And that's not very good for me when I know that I love to help people and I love to, you know, touch people. And so if I'm actually hiding and not fully showing up, or as I sometimes say, it's like, I'm putting myself on a dimmer switch Mm. to kind of almost like make other people, you know, accept me and, you know, and it's almost like if, it's like if you put yourself on that dimmer switch or you're holding yourself back, it's like you're not really doing everything that you could possibly be doing. And you're almost like you're doing a disservice of, and I remember we talked already about how you you were um, a math teacher and share that story because it's so good. I love it. Right. So one of the, one of the strategies in the book is about using your genius. And so what we were talking earlier is that I started my career as a middle school mathematics teacher. And and if you go back and you think about your time when you were in middle school and you were having to learn mathematics, and let's just say you were learning how to operate with fractions, 
it's not always the most exciting or entertaining topic. And it can also be a source of stress (laughs) for a lot of people, right? Yeah. So my, my thought in my way in terms of how to show up was how could I make this more interesting for my students to get them more interested in what it is we were doing. And, and there's, there's a big part in, in how we show up where if you think about it, we're all interesting in some level, right? We always can find something interesting about somebody else, but when we show up fully and when we connect with someone, we're interested in who they are and what they do. And we get curious about wanting to know more about them and things. And so that was part of the energy that I was bringing into the classroom. And it was pivotal in the sense that when I stood up in front of my class one day and realized that I wasn't as into teaching these lessons as what I had been, and that I felt this pivot in my career starting to pull me a little bit more. It was about owning where I was at that moment to say, great, so if this job, if I'm not showing up fully to this job, which means even though I'm doing a good job, I feel like I'm disserving my students who are sitting in front of me, I need to make a move. So what does that move look like in order for me to show up more fully in the next chapter in my career? Ooh, I love that. So it's just gaining also that what showing up means for you, like in how it means different things to different people and almost becoming more aware. And then I love that. It's almost like if you don't show up, like look at what, what's happening, right? Like, um, so you, people might be holding back or in your situation, when you fully showed up, you saw the impact that it had on the students and you saw how it was it's pivotal. So I'm curious then, because you've written this book on showing up, like what does it actually mean to show up? Like I, I, I get the picture and I could kind of see like, and I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to show up in my life a little bit more authentically in my true self and, um, to, you know, in many, many ways, but for, in, in, is there a definition for showing up? Well, there's there's a lot of great definitions that are out there for showing up. And Brene Brown certainly has a, a wonderful one about showing up as your full self, but but also being very vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. To to be so exposed to truly let people in to know who you are and what you do and things like that. I often like to define showing up. Um, and I, I love Brene Brown's definition of it, right? But I often like to think of it too as it's the energy that we bring into situations. Um, it's the, the relationships that we get to build with people, whether they be personal or professional. It's, it's the energy that we're bringing into those situations to make a true connection with somebody and to take that relationship and move it forward, even, even if that relationship is with yourself, so I know like one of the things that I've gotten, I've heard from, from various people who've read the book and they're like, well, but how do I show up for me? And I'm like, the six strategies that are in there are exactly the same six strategies you use for yourself. Because I work with so many heart-centered leaders and so many people who give and give and give and give and give. We're talking managers and directors and VPs and, and, and people who are in these leadership roles where they come into it with a really big heart to serve. And so while showing up and serving fully is great, if they're not taking the time to show up fully for themselves and fill that energy tank of their own a little bit more, 
they're not able to show up fully for everybody they're helping because they're not at their optimal level either. So oh it's also about showing up gosh. for ourselves as well. As yes. Well. You know, what's so crazy is that I, I wasn't even thinking about that, but now that you flipped it, it's so true. Like showing up for yourself is so essential in terms of self-care and like, it's almost like you can't pour from an empty cup sort of expression. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that you um, highlighted Brene Brown because I do love her as well. And it's also so fantastic too. She's all about letting yourself be seen and, um, and, and, practicing that vulnerability piece. I love that you brought that up too. It's like be open to being vulnerable, right? Because then people really do see who you are on a deep level, your true self. And um, okay, so now let's go into that because you said, okay, how do we, how do we show up for ourselves? I would love to, to get your input on that. Yeah. So for everybody, it's different, right? I mean, we all have, we can call them stressors or we can call them influencers, right? That are occupying and going after our time. So you may have a spouse or significant other in your life. You may have children, you may have a, an, an organization that you're working for and, and a large team or even a small team that you're taking care of. You may be an entrepreneur and you're trying to launch your business or, or take your business to the next level. So we need to acknowledge first that there's a lot of influencers that are impacting for our time. We are all our own best barometer for where we get to do our best work. So I know for me that when I'm feeling a little bit drained, for me, I need to get up out of this office and I need to walk away. And whether it be I turn the TV on for a few minutes, I sit and read for a few minutes, I meditate for a little bit, or I watch something completely mindless on YouTube, <laughs> whatever that is. No, you don't, John. <laughs> oh, no, I do. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> oh, absolutely, right? But, but you know, even just the laughter that we hear in our voice, right? We understand that that's giving us a little bit of joy. It's filling our tank a little bit. So some people, they're going to go out and they're going to run. And other people are going to sit and they're going to meditate. We all have to figure out exactly what that is that we want to do in order to fill our tank. And that's why showing up is so personal, it's not cookie cutter. It's, it's why those six strategies frame this conversation in a very powerful way in order for you to really stand in your own truth for what it is that you need at that moment. Mm, so showing up for yourself is really about self-care and honoring what you need to do for yourself and also even self-compassion, like being your own best friend, right? Like um, silencing or like muting that inner critic a little bit even is a wonderful way to show up for yourself. Um, I'm, I'm a big advocate of like, you know what, like, like self-compassion. It's like not talking, self-talk even, right? Not being mean to your own self. It's like talking to yourself like you're your own best friend. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. It's like being on your own team. So showing up for yourself right. is really what I hear you saying. So, so one example that I can, I can use that definitely bridges both the personal and the professional together. So I, I was working for a, a previous organization, was taking care of a very, very large team. And in the, in the crux of the day-to-day -day work, there was just a lot of stress. 
And I had this team member whom I absolutely adore who worked in another office and she would call me up and it was like the minute I answered the phone, it was her chance to just rant and go and go and go. And so my heart was saying, I need to help her. I need to take care of her. But what I found out was that it was taking away time for me to get some things done. Mm. And so in, we, we ended up doing was we ended up setting some ground rules because every time I would see her name pop up on the screen, I'd be like, oh, not again. And that's never a good thing for us as leaders to, to kind of feel that. So I had a very intentional conversation with her one day. And I said, look, I appreciate that you trust me enough and you call up and you, and you want to unload and everything. I said, but if we could just do a couple things moving forward, I have a couple suggestions. Would you be open to hearing them so our work can be a little bit better? She was like, sure. I'm like, when I pick up the phone and say, hello, could you just ask me if we have time to talk? Oh, <laughs> I said, my I don't always gosh. Have time. And she's like, That's oh, my amazing. gosh, I didn't realize I was just doing that. I said, great. Here's the other thing. You need to move to a solution. I'm okay if you vent, but you need to move to a solution. So here's what I'd like to suggest. You call me up, say to me, hey, do you have a couple minutes? Sure. You say, I need to vent. Great. I'm going to set the clock for three minutes. If at the end of those three minutes, you haven't transitioned into a solution-oriented focus, I get to hang up the phone. (laughs) because I have other stuff I need to do. And she was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like she kind of just agreed in the sense of like, yeah, sure, whatever. So, you know, a little bit later, a couple days or a week or whatever it was, I forget, but she calls me up and she goes, you have a couple minutes. I'm like, yeah, she goes, I need to vent. I said, great, three minutes on the clock, go. And she's (laughs) ranting and she's raving and she had every right to rant and rave. There was no doubt about it. And I'm like, you got one minute left, 30 seconds. 15 seconds. And when the clock hit zero, I went, your time's up. And I hung up the phone. And I just sat there. And I stared at the phone waiting for it to ring and it didn't. And so about five minutes later, I called her back. And I went, what's the solution? And she went, I can't believe you hung up the phone on me. I said, I can't believe you didn't follow the agreement. (laughs) We had an agreement. We set ground rules on this. Like, (laughs) like that was the deal. What's the solution? And she just shifted into solution and we got it. And that just transformed our work together. Because if anything, Andrea, it made our relationship stronger. But she also understood that she couldn't monopolize my time as much as I I would have allowed, but I couldn't allow that either. So this was a way she and I could show up together to truly improve our relationship. Ooh, and what I love about that is it's really creating boundaries, right? It's creating boundaries so that you can fully show up for yourself, but then she can show up even better as well and be more effective. So that is so incredible. I love that story. There's so much goodness in there. And the fact that what stands out for me is that you were able to set these boundaries to honor yourself. And what's so neat is that it's actually really honest, It's like really about getting honest about what it is that you don't, what you're willing to tolerate and and everything really, right? Absolutely. Because if we, if we allow these influencers to penetrate our wall 
and deplete our energy and we don't speak up or we advocate for ourselves in terms of what we need. Like you talked about fear earlier, right? One of the biggest fears we as heart-centered leaders have is we're afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. We're afraid of letting them down. Right. And so we think that we have to show up in a way that we always have to be nice to everybody. Well, we need to be nice to ourselves first. And setting those ground rules or making those agreements with people is really part of a process just to create a balance and a healthier working relationship that if we can get past our own fear, we can make some really great things happen in that regard. Okay. So uh, you know that expression, like I'm breaking up with people pleasing. Is that okay? (laughs) (laughs) So I may be a recovering people pleaser and I may be working on some things in relation to that right now. Um, So all the people pleasers that are out there listening to this, John, like what, what would you suggest for us people pleasers? Get really clear on your mind and what you are thinking about in terms of pleasing said person, right? Get really clear on what your thoughts are because when when we're clear on those, we then are able to identify the feelings that are attached to it. That in turn creates an action which drives a result. So if we just get really clear on what the thoughts are, and the thoughts can be all over the place, right? As a, as a people pleaser myself, I can tell you that it's everything from, I don't want to upset the person. I don't want them mad at me. I need to take care of myself more. All of these kind of things, but there's always a feeling that attached to that thought. Mm, and when so we get true. really clear on the thought to the feeling, it then helps us decide how we want to step forward that, that will hopefully produce a certain result that, that we want that's going to move that relationship forward. So, you know, sometimes when we're, we're pleasing others, um, they, they can be very dependent on us, right? It's like that friend that you have or, or that we have um, where they love talking to us because they're always talking about themselves, <laughs> Right. And so we hang up the phone and we go, gosh, they never asked me anything about me. So they're getting fed, right? They're getting everything that they need. And we're left feeling really empty because the relationship's not balanced. Mm. So that's, I think, where getting just really clear in touch with what's going on in our mind around those situations can help. That's so good. And what stands out for me too, is like a lot of my listeners are life coaches and, you know, and part of that is putting yourself out there. And so one thing is like, I, for me, it's like, I like, I don't want to post another video of myself. You know, what if people are going to get sick of seeing Andrea's face and hearing your voice and like seeing those posts and, you know, so it's almost like you, you, you're holding yourself back from fully showing up maybe because you're, you don't want to upset someone or you're, you're putting, you know, um, that ahead of it. So it's, it's amazing how that people pleasing actually prevents some people from fully showing up is, and that's so powerful what I'm hearing you say. Right. And, and think about that too. I mean, for us and our businesses and for your listeners who are putting a lot of content out there and putting stuff out there all the time, when we get that thought, uh, or we have that, you know, here, here's the, um, the, the situation, right? Which is, I'm going to go ahead and make a post. 
And if we're thinking that everybody's, you know, that the people are going to be annoyed that they're seeing me again, what we're really saying is that, you know, we just believe that every time we put something out there, everybody sees it and they don't, right? <laughs> like, like Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram algorithms don't always make it so that every time we post something, they're always seeing it, right? So the whole thought around that, which is I'm going to go ahead and post again, you know, what if the thought around that then this time was just like, I'm going to do this post for anybody that missed the other one. They're going to see this. Oh, that's good. Right? Yes. Yeah. Or even looking at it from the perspective of the the right people that need to hear the message are going to hear it. And yes. Or you have value to offer. And so if you don't let people know what you have to offer, then how are they going to, you know, get aligned with you? Correct. Spot on. Absolutely. So I know there's a lot of people that struggle with that. Um, so I'm glad that we brought it up. Okay, so I would love to hear, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I would love to hear some of your principles, maybe some of your strategy, some actionable nuggets that my listeners would really benefit from. So let's take one of the strategies and dig into it a little bit, right? So okay. I always like starting off with owning where you are. Okay, let's do right? it. So you think, take a situation, whether it be personal or professional, and ask yourself the following questions. What am I doing well? What do I need to learn? What do I need to work on? And why is it important to me? Oh, those are good. So right. good. Everyone's going to want to pause and like yeah. answer those questions and write them <laughs> out, right? Now what I'm going to do is I'll put some of those in the show notes. So they'll definitely be there. Yeah. But just, but just really quickly, right? I mean, we, we can all be our worst critics. And so when we start off with what am I doing well, we're not sugarcoating it. We're just owning exactly where we are. Like, look, I got this. I do this a lot with my clients when we're going through interview prep or, or we're debriefing after an interview. Like, what'd you do well, right? What did you learn, right? If we come into something with a learner's mindset, we can get really curious about things. What do I need to work on is just putting a target in there for ourselves. You know, if, if you think about it, like if you're training for a 5K, right? What do you need to work on? Maybe you need to work on your breathing a little bit or your pacing or your time, whatever those things may be, right? There's always something that we can work on, but then let's get really clear about why this is important. That's where the intrinsic motivation comes in. That's where the, the fire in our belly gets, where when we are really, really clear about why something is important to us, we can stand in our truth even stronger than ever. I love that. So getting clear on, you know, how we can improve, but I love that too, because it's, it's not coming from a place of judgment. It's coming from a place of learning and curiosity and a yes. growth mindset. Like, how can I grow from this? This is what I did well. This is what needed a little bit of work. Okay. So how can I get better? What can I learn and grow from? I love that. But then the next step that you're saying is to tap also into why is this important to you? So great. Okay. Next principle. <laughs> so we talked a little bit earlier about setting ground rules. So setting ground rules are those things that are, if we're setting a ground rule for ourselves, that's important for us. But if we're working with somebody, like I described earlier, 
um, we come to an agreement with someone around what that ground rule may particularly be. Like I know for me and my business, there are certain days of the weeks where I have evening hours and other days when I don't. And I don't have evening hours on those days because of commitments or it's my time or it's family time, right? So setting that ground rule alone. So if a client were to say to me, oh gosh, I really can only meet you on this evening. Can we meet then? And if I have a commitment or I'm busy on those nights, the answer is no. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't help you that night. That's the only time we can work together. Let me refer you to somebody else. But I'm not, I'm not discrediting, disavowing, or moving my balance in order to help, as much as I want to help you, I can if that's the only time we can work together. Oh, I love that. It's setting those boundaries. And it doesn't matter what's chunked off in that time, right? It's just honoring your boundaries. And then Mm -hmm. I call them when I'm coaching my clients, the non-negotiables, things that you're not willing to let up. Like, it's like, you know what? I want my Saturdays to myself. (laughs) It's like, so- I, I will admit, I get very envious of people who have these very structured evening routines I'm trying to get better at this, right? It's one of my growth <laughs> points, right? But it's like they they shut all the tech off at nine o'clock and they shut the TV off and they're, you know, winding down and they're, you know, putting on their lotions and they're, you know, doing a little <laughs> meditation and stuff. And maybe they read for a little bit without the tablet kind of a thing. They actually pick up a physical book and they read, whatever those things may be. Mm-hmm. But it's but those are the ground rules they're setting for themselves because that's their balance. And, and as heart-centered leaders and people who care so deeply about other people, us and, and a lot of everybody probably who's listening to your podcast, <laughs> um, that can be really, really challenging. And so sometimes setting the ground rules for ourselves are sometimes the most difficult. So in order to show up, one of the principles and the elements that are so essential is setting those ground rules, those boundaries, those non-negotiables, so that you can show up for yourself as well, too. Love it. Okay, next principle. (laughs) Having intentional conversations. Okay. So I want you to imagine two chairs sitting side by side, and you get to sit in one of them. Who do you want to invite to sit into the chair next to you to have a conversation side by side? with one sole purpose, and that is to move the relationship forward. By the time you two get up out of those chairs, how have you moved the relationship forward because of the conversation you just had? Doesn't have to necessarily be a quote unquote deep conversation, but when we connect and when we interact with somebody, if we're having the intentional conversation, it's always with the purpose of moving the relationship forward. Oh, I love that. Instead of focusing on problem and the past and getting muddied, it's like showing up is about showing up in a, a very positive way that like can allow things to move forward and have, you know, solution focused conversations, right? So mm-hmm. that Absolutely. is great. And that, that helps us to show up more fully because we're not dwelling in the past, right? And we're, we know how we want to, we're present in the moment, having effective conversations that can help us move forward successfully together, mutually. So everybody Agreed. can show up. Oh, I love it. That's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. And so then another one would be welcoming new opportunities. So when we think about the new opportunities that are in front of us, there's, there's an element in there about risk. 
And so we get really critical in some ways in terms of calculating what the risk is. And in 2020, in going through a pandemic with record unemployment, um, we have to acknowledge that while some industries have very sadly been decimated, there are others that are thriving. So in think, I have, I've had conversations with clients who have successfully navigated into dream jobs this year, even during a pandemic, right? But welcoming new opportunities is about creating this mindset, a learner's mindset, a curious mindset, to really just welcome all of these experiences and opportunities that can come because we are willing to accept them coming in right? We're not rejecting them. If you're sitting there and you're going, I can't find a new job in 2020, you're not welcoming any potential new opportunity that's coming through because your mind is shutting that off, right? So welcoming new opportunities is just about cultivating this mindset that you're open to receiving what may come. You'll decide what you want to do with it, but it's just about being open to that. Uh, So part of showing up is actually allowing and and being open to receiving as well and being having that energy of okay what exciting things are coming my way right welcoming Mm -hmm. opportunity i love that do we do all six no we got two more left so i'll do them them real quickly right (laughs) there's just so many amazing nuggets here (laughs) i lost track (laughs) yeah so the u stands for using your genius So if you remember when we started off the conversation today, I said I help professionals who are ambitious about their careers show up to create their next advancement opportunity to make the impact they want. I'd love for everybody to think really hard about when you think about the work you are doing, who do you help? What do you help them do specifically? And why is that work important to you? Mm. That's where your genius is, where you get to do it better than anybody else because you are so competent and confident in who you are and what you do. That's showing up and that's the energy that you get to bring, right? It's about being the specialist versus being the generalist. It's getting Ooh. really clear on your genius. And then- And everybody the, has a genius. Like everyone has everybody strength, does. right? Yep. Yeah, so true. Yeah, and then the last one is protecting and promoting your brand. So one of the things I find is that professionals often don't think of themselves as a brand. And Jeff Bezos says that your brand is what people say when you're not in the room. Ooh, that's good. Say that again. So your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? Your reputation is how well you deliver on that, but your brand is what people get to know you as. So they may get to know you as a very knowledgeable leader or a raving lunatic, right? <laughs> Someone yeah. you don't want to have as their manager type thing, right? Yeah. I think but, some people might say that about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, but we all have a brand. And so it's important for us to know when we need to protect it and when we need to promote it. So just as much as with the intentional conversations, I encourage people to seek out that trusted colleague, that critical friend, whomever it is that you truly and wholeheartedly trust to give you this kind of feedback, to simply ask the questions around, you know, what is my reputation or my brand around here? And then you can make some decisions in terms of what you need to do with it, but always keeping in mind that the key things are protecting and promoting it because your brand is what's going to take you through your entire career. 
It is also about how you tell your story. And now more than ever, how we tell our stories from a place of value and service is really, really key and is what organizations are, are really, really looking for in terms of hiring exceptional talent. Ooh. Oh my gosh, John. You have so much knowledge when it comes to showing up and I love this book. And I know, as you know, there's so many actual nuggets that we couldn't even talk about, that we couldn't even get into that are in your book, as well as, like you said, your story and also a wonderful examples and, and support for people so that they can show up themselves. So I am so thankful for you being on the show today. Um, if you just had one last little nugget of you know, your, your well-earned knowledge, what would you like to share with the listeners? When you think about how you want to show up, know that you are more than enough. Somebody out there needs you right now for exactly who you are and where you are at in this moment. And that is your energy for showing up. Oh my God, I have goosebumps. Yay, that is beautiful. Okay, so now I know everyone's going to want to get a hold of you. So where can they find you? I know they can get your book on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yep, so best place to find me, you can check out my website, which is johnnerrell.com, J-O-H-N-N-E-R-A-L.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn, connect with me there. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram at John Nerrell Coaching. And you can follow me on Twitter at John underscore Narrell as well. Yay. And of course, all those will be in the show notes for yes. the listeners. And I cannot thank you enough, John, for sharing your expertise and helping all of us show up and really, really create wonderful things in our life. Yay. Well, Andrea, thank you so much. It's been an honor to be on your podcast and a big shout out to our mutual friend, Mike Jensen, for connecting us because he definitely knows how to show up. So, <laughs> he yeah, definitely so knows you. how to show yes. up. Yay. Well, there you have it. I hope you loved that episode. John Norell is such a gem. Oh my gosh. I just love having him on the show. I'm actually working with him right now on another book that he's creating, which is coming up very shortly. I'm so excited. I will definitely be highlighting that one too. Anyway, I would love to do a book giveaway. So I am going to purchase three copies of his book. And so all you have to do to enter into a draw in order to receive one of those copies is to take a screenshot here and post it to your story on social media. And of course, tag me in it so I know you've done it. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show. Remember